We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. A focus again today on persecution of Christian believers as it's happening in the nation of the Philippines. Pastor Levi is in Australia and he is part of a church in Mindanao in the Philippines. In fact, he leads a large number of churches in Mindanao looking after pastors and over a very large area. Well, Pastor Levi has experienced the persecution of Christian believers firsthand from those Islamic extremists in the Philippines. And Pastor Levi joining us now. Hello, Pastor Levi. Welcome along to 2020. Hello. Praise the Lord. Pastor Levi, how much can you tell us about the churches that are under your care and just how significant it is that they're facing persecution in Mindanao in the Philippines? We are having churches uh, like uh, about 180 churches all over the Philippines. And uh, we are having um, about uh, about uh, 60% in Mindanao or 60 to 80% churches in Mindanao. Pastor, what sort of persecution are you facing, and do the churches under your care face? Uh, one, uh, some of the persecutions, like, for example, they are, uh, they are getting the, the land of the Christians, and also when they planted their crops, then uh, during time of harvest, they were going to take the take the crops and also they will get some of their belongings, the motorcycles and uh, any belongings that they can get. Or sometimes they will burn the houses, the churches, like uh, what they did for our house and our church. Uh, our church was burned three times. And also we have experience uh, like uh, going or having a, an evacuation in the early morning in the past, we uh, that's what I uh, personally experience. Okay, tell me about your church being burnt down three times. Can you describe what that looks like for our listeners? Yeah, the the church is located uh, in uh, Maguindanao, and uh, the church uh, started in the early fifties, like in the early fifties, and then uh, when uh, the the system, the government, like for example, the autonomous region of Muslim Mindanao, and then it started the problem. And also they changed their holidays, like for example, the the school holidays instead of Saturday and uh, Sunday, they now have their holidays like uh, Friday and uh, Friday and Saturday. So during Sunday, it's a, it's a school day. So that's a hard difficult for the Christians because sometimes the Christians, like for example, uh, they are having their services. If, if their church is close to the to the the schools, they are they are uh, they are being uh, uh, told to not to make any like uh, noises or they cannot use a microphone or musical instrument. So far as the church being burnt down, though, were these bomb attacks on the church? Because there was a bomb attack that you experienced a short while back. This uh, church, uh, our church was, was burned, 
in the early 70s. And then uh, it was repeated uh, three times. And uh, what happened is that they burned all the houses in the area, including our house, but not the Muslim houses. Not, not one Muslim house was burned, but all our houses in the area, in the village, were burned by the Muslim. And uh, the people evacuated to certain places, including my, my parents. I was then a pastor at that time, so I was not there. But I experienced evacuation also when I was uh, assigned to certain church because the Muslim atta uh, is attacking the, the, the village. So I, we have to vacate our place and we go to the mountain. That was uh, early in the morning, like one o'clock in the morning. Are there more Muslims in this area of the Philippines than Christians? Or do Christians outnumber the Muslims? Yeah, the... The percentage of the Muslim in Mindanao, it's like uh, 35 to 40 percent, probably uh, higher than that, just in Mindanao. That's the southern part of the Philippines, one of the big islands. But the total uh, number of Muslims uh, in the whole Philippines, probably it's like uh, 20 percent now or more. Do the Muslims in the Philippines align themselves with the, the devastation that's going on in northern Iraq and Syria with the Islamic State? Are they aligned with them or are they a different group altogether? Uh, they started coming to the Philippines, but then before that, even when I was still young, uh, there are pressures, there are persecution to the, to the Christians. And uh, this time, this uh, this like uh, the ISIS and some other group, uh, they are trying to to start working with this Muslim in the southern part of the Philippines, and uh, and uh, they are inspiring some other Muslims to do what they are doing in Iraq. As a husband and as a father, it's always a concern when you have a family and you're exposed to all sorts of persecution issues. Uh, you've uh, survived a, a bomb attack, but your wife has also survived a bombing, and your daughter as well. Yes. When uh, we were, when I was in Sultan Kudarat, I, I was invited to preach, and also we distributed Bibles and books. And uh, that time when we went home to our lodging place, then uh, there was a there was a remote control bomb, and uh, it. The intention was uh, us, and uh, and uh, the tricycle ahead of us. The driver was killed. Behind us also was a uh, was a uh, victim. And uh, close uh, uh, across the street, the big uh, big uh, bank, the glasses were were broken. And we are only we are only like uh, seven to eight uh, uh, meters from the from the bomb. But the Lord is uh, good; He protected us. My wife cried, and then I started uh, calling the other pastors. But then uh, the Lord is really good to us; He protected us. And one one of the the men that is in charge of the of the insurance he said maybe you are uh, far away from the from the bomb i said oh no we are just close 
Uh, we are close to the bomb. And said, uh, it's impossible. I said, you have to believe now. It's because uh, it's possible, I said. Because there's somebody that uh, spread his hands to cover us. What do you mean by that? Uh, that was uh, what this uh, man said. I said, we, I am a pastor. I just preached that night, distributed Bibles. And then when we passed that, by, that area, the bomb exploded. We were not hurt. There are uh, there are some uh, there are some uh, marks or the part of our uh, vehicle was uh, destroyed, but then we, we we were not hurt. There is no single wounds to us. It's because I said it is God that protected us and covered us with His hands. And the man said, "Oh, okay, I believe you now." <laughs> That's what he said. Well, Pastor Levi is our guest. He's from Mindanao in the Philippines. And as you can hear, significant stories of the challenges that Christians in the Philippines face. Pastor Levi, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're getting some real insights into what it's like to be part of a church in places that are very, very dangerous for Christians to be. And one of those we don't often talk about, one that we don't often think about, is the nation of the Philippines. And we're talking about Mindanao, where there is about a 35% of Muslim population there, and it's really, really challenging for Christians. Pastor Levi is our guest. He's the contact of the Voice of the Martyrs in the Philippines, and we've been talking about his survival of a bomb attack. We've also talked about his church having been burned down three times. Pastor Levi, your daughter, though, she sustained some hearing issues. How how did that hearing problem uh, get overcome? Yes. uh, What happened is that when when she... I took a bus after the graduation and tried to apply the work in Davao City. We were in uh, North Cotabato at that time. And uh, my daughter went took a bus, and then when she was inside that bus, he noticed that inside uh, inside uh, that bus there was uh, a bag to that certain uh, or particular seats. Then uh, when she seated for a while, then later on she decided to get away about uh, two meters or three meters away across the aisles because thinking that that uh, there are more uh, people or three people that are sitting there because the pe- people alighted and went to have their their uh, food or breakfast. Then suddenly after two minutes, two and a half minutes, the bomb exploded. It was the bag that is on that, uh, on that uh, particular seat. And the seat disappeared. And there was a great uh, holes beside uh, the at the sidings of that uh, of that uh, bus, and my daughter's was uh, turned black. It's because of the explosion and and also the the rubber forms of the seats. And then what happened is that uh, uh, my daughter did not have any scar or any wounds, but then uh, the problem is the hearing. Or oh, his ears. The Floyd started uh, bleeding both both of the the ears. So we went to the doctor, and the doctor said it is impossible for uh, this uh, this ears to be healed. Normally this will not heal. But then the doctor said, okay, we will give a prescription for uh, for these ears, and then be back after one one uh, one month. 
Then uh, after that, then I started uh, talking to some our our friends because they have known the explosion. They have known uh, they have known the name of those uh, victims, and, and that's including my daughter. Some uh, many friends, Christian friends, pastors called me, and they, they they were asking about it. And then I said, "You pray for a miracle." And even the doctor showed me that uh, you know about that uh, ears and there were, there were the ears were bleeding, so. What happened is uh, we prayed and prayed and prayed. I remember when uh, there were many, many times that I, that uh, that I uh, handled crusades. Then there were healing during that time, so uh, I cried and I said, "Lord, if there is a time that I need, I need a miracle. This is now again the the time that I need a miracle." So we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. We contacted friends and we cried in my 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 wife cried and our hearts were so heavy so what happened is that uh, after one month we went back and the, the doctor said oh it's a miracle it's mended so we are so happy about that we are so thankful because uh, there was um, there was a manifestation of the intervention of god for her healing nevertheless the doctor said do not uh, do not fly because as a doctor, she knows what is uh, what is uh, negative uh, negative uh, steps in doing, like uh, for example, for the, the ears. So we went to Singapore at the first place. The first place, you know, she complained because uh, uh, when we went to certain station, so they, they, my, my daughter said, oh, it's painful, it's painful. But I said, no, that's not painful. So you just, uh, you just uh, think of that. So when after that, we flew to Singapore, and there was no pain anymore. And every time he, she, she fly, there's no problem. So a miraculous healing of uh, eardrums that were damaged in a bomb explosion on board a bus and and now your daughter can hear. It's a, it's an ongoing testimony, isn't it? And I guess does she like to stand and share her testimony in in uh, in churches? Oh yes, she's, uh, she kept on doing that. She testified about the goodness of the Lord for the miraculous intervention of God. Uh, being in charge of 180 churches, uh, Pastor Levi, you must hear a lot of stories uh, that are similar to yours, uh, churches that have been burned, uh, bomb attacks, uh, and while all of that darkness and all of that danger is being faced, uh, there's also, I guess, a lot of wonderful testimonies of how God protects people and how God brings miraculous healing to people who've, who've suffered uh, some, some dreadful injuries. Yeah, some other churches, like uh, one of our church close to the Bible school, one of the church there, what happened is that uh, the Muslim went and took their and took their uh, lands and the uh, the harvested their crops, and then uh, what happened is that they just prayed to God. For intervention, and uh, and the the Muslim could not could not uh, get uh, close to them. It's because uh, I I believe that that is the supernatural intervention of God. There are instances also, like for example, one of our church was burned, and the the people uh, 
uh, evacuated. But then they still uh, they went back and they built again the church, and then still they are having their services uh, going on even this time. So the Lord is God because even uh, such a, such a persecution still there is strength in the hearts of the people to continue serving the Lord. Even uh, there are some damages. Uh, the the Muslim took their uh, some of their properties and also some of their uh, their agriculture machineries. But then uh, the Lord is God because uh, the Lord is still uh, encouraging them and be be strong, being strong in the work of the Lord. Well, Pastor Levi, your story is being told, uh, and some of the stories that have come out of the Philippines of recent times uh, in the latest edition of the newsletter that's distributed by Voice of the Martyrs. And if I give the Voice of the Martyrs website as vom.com.au, I know there's a wonderful connection between yourself and the 180 churches that you are leading there in the Philippines and the work of Voice of the Martyrs. And I know they've done a wonderful work. Pastor Levi, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and telling us these stories about what's going on in your homeland in the Philippines. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Brother Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.